you can't earn God's love by more rosaries, more divine mercy chaplets, more things. Those are beautiful and those are amazing and good, but he still loves you today even if your kids sleep in and you sleep in past daily mass. Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and we talk about beautiful things, beautiful people in the world who are really uplifting the world and doing something beautiful for it and for the kingdom of God. Today, I get to talk about the beautiful vocation of motherhood. It's the vocation, the blessing, and the struggle. And one of my favorite moms out there is a beautiful Jackie Francois Angel. Jackie, uh, you probably already know her. If you don't, you should. Her website is JackieFrancois.com, and then her and her husband actually write a lot, and that's JackieAndBobby.com. And so Jackie is a worship leader, a blogger, an author, singer, speaker. She just does it all, actually. She's that triple threat. And so she's going to be with me here today, and we're going to talk about motherhood. We're going to talk about if you're scared of motherhood or if you're in motherhood and you're still scared, (laughs) well, then keep listening, because that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about the beauty of it, the struggle of it, all for the kingdom of God. Amen. (laughs) Amen. All right, Jackie, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Jackie, you're the best. Every time I see you, you're always smiling. You're always happy. You know, it's because I have Jesus. I got the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) You have from the moment I met you years ago. I just thought, man, that just looks like a really fun fun woman. And I just had to be friends with you. I was like, I just really hope she wants to be my friend. She's just really, really great. Just always so happy. Oh, thank you. I mean, people used to accuse me when I was in high school. Like I had people accuse me of like doing drugs. Like they're like, seriously, you've got to be smoking something or you got to be on crack. (laughs) They're like, you can't possibly be happy all the time. And I just was like, well, I don't know. I, you know, it's just my personality. Like God, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just ha- a happy person. But then when I found Jesus, I got even more joyful. <laughs> so, I although I it. will tell you, I'm not going to lie. It's not like I don't have my, uh, my moments of sass and my moments of anger and annoyance and like people can be annoying. So I, you know, you just got to you know, pray through it and be like, come Holy Spirit, help me not punch that person in the face. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's an, that's a fantastic prayer. You guys should write that on your mirror. Come Holy Spirit. Help me not punch that person in the face. That's exactly. It's honest. <laughs> that is. That's when um one day we get to venerate the beautiful soul of Jackie Francois. We'll remember this quote of Saint Jackie. Come Holy sometimes, Spirit. Sometimes that face is your own spouse's face. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my God. Amen to that. Poor Bobby. Poor Ricky. Know, our spouses. But you Ricky know Bobby. Ex- Ricky, oh yes, we have our Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Oh God, it's so yeah. funny because we got married yeah. within just a few months of each other, right? Well, you no, you were a year. So you like preceded me a year in like everything in like marriage, and then like first baby, second baby, and so I was like, all right, Leah's showing me, showing me. She's like leading the way, paving yes, the way. I am so. helping you not do all the things that I did do wrong. That's what I'm here <laughs> for. That's what I'm here <laughs> for. So speaking of that, so I mean, we're talking about motherhood today, me and you, and. We're both new moms. We're definitely not here saying that we know what we're talking about. We're just here talking about just the struggle and getting through it and the beauty of it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's this weird, you know, it's a weird contradiction. I feel like it's like discipleship too. Like there's this amount of sacrifice and suffering. And so, you know, there are some people who focus on the doom of motherhood and how terrible it is and how horrible, like don't have children, but there's so much joy. And then there's some people who just focus on the joy. And so it kind of, doesn't prepare you for the hardships. And it's, 
just like being a Christian, like, right, like there's a lot of sacrifice, but through that sacrifice, through that suffering comes joy. And so when we talk about motherhood, it's really this contradiction, like it's tough, like, and I feel like every personality has a different struggle with motherhood, right? Like some personalities struggle with the, if they stay at home, like they want to work, they're workers or like if they're type A, they're like, I just need to get out. And, you know, some like I have a friend who's like, I love washing dishes and I love homemaking. And I'm like, I hate that part of motherhood. Like I hate doing laundry and I hate cooking. I mean, I'm getting better at the cooking thing, but it's so funny because we have such a range of personalities. Like there's different things that are difficult for us as mothers. So for like me, I think the toughest part for me is the freedom. Like I I'm kind of a free bird. Like I've always been very independent. You know, I could just fly anywhere I wanted, like go anywhere I wanted. And so now that's tough for me. I just, I can't get up and just go to a coffee shop for five hours and read, you know, like, and, um, no kidding. Right. It's like, we were just talking, (laughs) let me go have my two hours alone a month, you know, for a massage. Um, and yeah, I just drink alone in my closet. That's all I do. (laughs) I just, just grab a bottle of wine and a glass and I'm like, I'll check you guys later. I'll be I'll be in the oh, closet. Man. Lock the door. Yeah, it's just like let me go to the bathroom, right? Like we, right? <laughs> so you we go can to the even go to the bathroom alone. Minutes. Which you know, it's ridiculous. Some of the things there's many things that have changed in my life and being a mom. And I have three kids. You have two, and my kids are like we we both have kids really close in age. I've got Agnes who's three, Ambrose who's one, and Violet who is four months old. And Jackie, why don't you introduce your kids to us? So Abby is, she turned two in August and then Zaylee is nine months. So they're a year and a half apart. So I got two under two. You got three under three. Yeah, it's It's rough, man. And so there are some things that I've had to clearly change. I mean, obviously there's some big stuff of just being a mom that you have to change, but some things that I didn't realize and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just different. Like coffee, it's totally changed for me. It was once a pleasure thing. Now it's like a requirement to get through of the first few hours of the morning and also how I have my coffee. Like I used to have this nice piping hot cup of coffee and now I've decided and I've just relinquished it all and I just accept iced coffee because ain't nobody got time for hot coffee. Man, <laughs> I know that's true. It's like lukewarm by the time yeah. I get to it. It's so so what's the point? So I'm just like, you know what? Forget about it. I'm just going to get the iced coffee and I know that it'll always be cold and it'll be the caffeine that I need. Other things have changed. Like when I'm in the shower, I used to be able to do, I mean, the luxury of single people or childless people who have the luxury of a shower where they can do shampoo and then soak it all in their hair and then wash and then do conditioner. Now I just do two and one, two and one, one and done because ain't nobody got time for that. I'm laughing because I'm like, a shower? Wait, what's that? I think I did that a couple of weeks ago. So I think I'm good, right? Well, I think especially when the baby for us, like when the first four months before baby, you know, I just felt like newborn, like newborn time. I seriously think I got a shower a week. So I felt really bad for all the people around me. But I was because, you know, it's tough when the baby's cr- like, you just don't know when the baby's going to cry when the baby's gonna wake up. It's just and sleep is a lot more important than being clean. Oh, totally. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. I will take sleep any day over surprisingly eating. Like I love eating, but if I'm really tired, I'm like, eh, um, if I'm hungry and tired, I'm like, I'll just sleep. You know, it's amazing what it does to you. It really is. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way. It's just nuts. There's a lot of things that have changed. It have been incredibly insane, but obviously as we know, and we're not just saying this because when I, I know you believe it. I know God knows I believe it and live it out too, but it is an amazing blessing. I mean, what a gift. What a gift we have to be mothers and to have our little babies. And oh my gosh, they are fantastic, even though they're just 
they're definitely saint makers. They'll make you a saint faster than anything else in the entire world. But it's just, I think it's just funny. And we both travel with our babies. We were in ministry. We go around speaking and doing all sorts of stuff. And we travel with our babies and that can get really crazy and rough. I don't know about you, but do you have any like really funny stories about traveling with your baby or speaking with your baby or singing with your baby? I know you do. (laughs) I know you have a funny. I just, for me, I don't, yeah, I haven't had like, oh gosh, cross my fingers because I'm flying with baby tomorrow, but I haven't had any like crazy. I mean, obviously my babies have like pooped out of their like diaper on the plane and stuff, but I haven't had like the vomit yet. I haven't had that happen. So yeah, it's just mostly like poop. And I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't think anything crazy has happened on stage. I think the one thing with traveling is my kids love waving at people. And so it's so cute, you know, on the plane, like they're just little, they're such, you know, they give joy to like people when they're on the plane. And of course, from when the time they're like, they're screaming or crying, which they're actually pretty good flyers. I think because when you fly with them in the womb, they kind of, they don't like their, they don't have problems with their ears popping and stuff. But yeah, for me, I think the beautiful part is just like people see them and they're just, they bring joy. Maybe I'm like forgetting something. I'll think about it. But I know you have a story of baby on stage that everyone like thinks is awesomely hilarious. You know, my my children love to humiliate me. They're so good at it too. I mean, they're amazing. They have such talent to humiliate me. And I thought it was my job to make, to like embarrass them. But that's just not the case in my life. There's been, I mean, each child has done something already on stage in front of thousands of people that I'm just like, oh my, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? But I remember one in particular that I was getting ready to go on stage and it was with Agnes and I was nursing her really quickly, trying to feed her and get her happy and fed so that I could go and give my talk and then come back. And she just completely has a blowout. I mean, <gasps> blow out. It is. Oh my God. It is like a, all, like over, all over me, all over me. Oh I have God. got the people who are coming up to me saying, Leah, you're going to, they're introducing you right now. The introduction will last about 20 seconds and then you have to be on stage. And I'm like, and I have got just this awesome liquid poop all over me, my shirt, oh my, my jeans. God. And Ricky is taking wipes, these like little, you know, wet wipes. And he is wiping everything down off me. And they're trying to get like the layer of poop off of me. I smell like a complete poop garbage can. And I have to walk out on stage and they've got it most off of me. My shirt was a dark colored shirt and I was wearing jeans. However, there's still poop all over me. I was I I ended up taking off like my jeans later when I got to the hotel room and you could still see like poop on my thighs. I was like, that is so gross, man. I just gave a talk wearing poop, man, wearing poop. Yep. So you as a speaker, as you know, guy speakers don't really have to worry about too much. Like, you know, they might have to worry about sweaty pits and even then they don't really care. But as a female (laughs) speaker... Like, we got to worry about the sweaty pits. We got to worry about starting our period on stage. Like, if right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's that some serious stuff going on within our bodies. A lot of stuff can happen. If you're breastfeeding, you got to make sure you got those, like, breast pads, little, those little nursing breast pads, thingies. So you're not milking out of your shirt. I mean, there's like, oh, <laughs> there's just, so much stuff we have to deal with. And it's unbelievable. I mean, oh I'll tell gosh. you something. You know, you can go about, and your marriage, the whole NFP route, or you could just listen to this podcast and we would really help you in learning how to like achieve or not achieve pregnancy because you need to listen to this. This is actually probably a good chastity talk for people like, look, this is the reality, oh, man. Things have consequences and they're wonderful consequences, yeah. but it's just insane. But, and they're real. Also, but they they're are real. real. They're absolutely real. And there's, and I think, okay, I don't know about you. 
I hear this from a lot of young women. I hear from women who are who are newly married and then women who aren't married yet but want to be married. They when they see me and they see, you know, like the baby with me on stage and or afterward they talk about how awesome it is, but I can see in their face they have this fear, like this deer in headlights fear that this mom life is not going to be fun and it's going to be boring and old hat and it's going to take away something from them. Did you have that fear before you had kids? Okay, I'll be honest. I was going to, I think I'm still going to write a blog about this, like called, like, I never wanted to be a mother. Like, I grew up, I never really desired having to have children. I never like looked at other people and be like, oh, I totally want kids. I'm like, I don't want kids. Like, I really <laughs> like kids annoy me. Kids, you know, like I just I never had that desire. And so I was like, well, maybe I'm called to be a nun. But then I found out like, even if you're none, like you should desire this like a motherhood. And really, I know what it was is that, you know, I didn't just want this like nebulous idea of kids like but I wanted kids with Bobby, you know, Aww. like I wanted his children. Like and so when you love like when you fall in love with somebody and you love someone, the fruit of your love is children. Like, or if it's not physical children, it's a spiritual fruit, you know, the spiritual fruit of your love, but love always bears fruit. So for me, I guess I couldn't, when I, before I was married or before I knew Bobby, I didn't just want this idea of kids because other people's kids annoyed me. But I, when I met Bobby, I was like, I want your children. And granted, my kids still annoy me so much. Yeah, I'm there's a meme that says, I want to sell my kids on Craigslist. And then someone's like, no, no, but you made them. You should sell them on Etsy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my gosh. Does. So there are days when, yes, I still want to sell my own children. However, I will say for girls who were afraid of motherhood, that was me. Like I, again, because I am such a, a free bird, and like I'm such an independent person, the thought of like being held down by kids, it, it, it scared me. However, when Bobby and I got married and we, you know, obviously we're open to life. And like when we had our child, it wasn't a scary thing. Like it was so natural of just having, you know, getting pregnant, having this baby. And I don't know, we didn't read a whole lot of books, but we just did what in a way was natural to us. Like, and it was just this natural. It's like this, this little human being that you love. So it's not, I mean, yes, there are a lot of sacrifices, but, and there are days again, I want to sell my kids on Craigslist, but it's just, beautiful. And I look at my children, I'm like, I can't believe one egg and one sperm made this. <laughs> yeah, just, it's a, it's a I, miracle. It is. It's a miracle. And I look at these little kids and I know for you, like and for toddlers, toddlers are like drunk people, like toddlers. <laughs> it's, it's like watching a, a total drunk person because toddlers, they have no, like kids don't have that the part in their brain isn't developed yet that regulates their emotions. So one moment they could be screaming, crying. And the next moment they're like, Ooh, candy or like, Ooh, like, exactly. food, or you're like it's so like reality like TV. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. And it's so one bad. moment as a parent, you're like so annoyed with them. And then the next one you're like, Oh my gosh, they're doing something so cute. You know, <laughs> I know it's amazing how it goes back and forth so quickly. Oh, and they teach yes. us such amazing lessons along the way. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know. And I, I'm sure that they have, but Agnes in particular, just because she's the oldest and she's talking more, she's three. She has taught me so much. She, and especially in my faith life. I mean, I was actually watching one of your videos recently on your website, Jackie. It was just awesome. I love all the videos you have on your website of you and Bobby talking about your relationship and your marriage and your marriage with kids. And it's beautiful. And you had mentioned something that reminded me of a story that of, of what Agnes did. And you had talked about how when you said your vows to Bobby, 
you both were holding on to a crucifix. Mm-hmm. And then you have that crucifix hanging above your bed. And yep. I love that. And Ricky and I did the same thing. It was just like, oh, awesome. We did the same thing. So we have this crucifix that we held on to together. And when we said our vows to always be united to Christ, right? And we have that hanging up above our bed too. And so one morning, Agnes in the morning was talking to me early and she was saying, asking me to quiz her on the sounds that all of these animals make. And she's like, hey, mom, ask me what a lion makes. So then I'll say, okay, Agnes, what sound does a lion make? And then she'll do it. And then I'll ask her a few more. And she really likes this little game. And then I thought I would trick her that morning. And so I pointed up to the crucifix and I said, Agnes, look at Jesus. I go, what sound does Jesus make? And there was this long pause and she looked at me and she just said, I love you. Oh, I know. And I thought, sweet. I thought there's no way, there's no way that she understood the question. So I said, no, 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 Agnes, Jesus, what sound does Jesus make? And she looked at me like with her eyes even bigger and she goes, I love you. And, you know, that little girl has taught me something that I wish I would have gotten much earlier. But I mean, like kids are awesome in how they pick up the beauty of the faith and the beauty of prayer and God. And so they have these, we have these crazy moments with them when they're acting like drunk kids running around the house. And then there's these moments when they're just these profound theologians almost, and you're just standing in front of them in awe and being like, this is, I mean, that is mom life. That is motherhood. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, even just this past weekend, we were at the Archdiocese of Seattle conference and it was during Sunday mass. You know, it was like in this big barn because it was at the state fair and it was just kind of this like really cool setup. But we were on the side. I was on the side with Abby, you know, who's two. And during the Gloria, during like every music part, she would just be twirling around like a little ballerina just dancing. And it was just, you know, I know you've been to Africa and I know you've seen the mass in Africa. Mm -hmm. And I think I was trying to tell the teenagers in one of my talks, like, this is what freedom looks like. Freedom looks like a two year old who can just like dance and be free and doesn't care what people think. And I like in Africa, like watching mass in Africa, like the music, the dancing, like the freedom that the Holy Spirit is there. It's so beautiful. And I feel like that's what kids, when they have this innocence, they have that freedom. And so I love seeing in my kids, the purity of heart and the joy, because there have been times too, when Bobby and I have been like in an argument and we're like kind of sulky at each other and silent. And then Abby will say something really funny and we'll just start busting out laughing, you know? So there are definitely these moments of grace. And I just look at my kids and they're just these little reminders of beauty, like just such beauty and such joy. And my little Zaylee is like a little smile. She just smiles all the time. I love this little one. And she's much more like Bobby's person. Abby's more like me. And I think that's probably why I'm like, oh, Abby, (laughs) she's sassy. (laughs) She's like a total ham. She's so funny. I mean, she's a goofball. But little Zaylee is like Bobby, but she's just so smiley. And so like, if I'm like trying to sing on the piano or something, Abby like, mama, Mama, like, stop, stop singing. But Zaylee will just be there smiling, like, I love this. And, <laughs> they're so, so wonderful. Funny. I love their different personalities are so fantastic and how they complement one another, but are just so different. And like you said, they bring such beauty and that mysterious presence of God into our life that sometimes we're just not even ready for. We're not even ready to see. And they really can be that voice of God sometimes as well. Like you were just saying about Abby, and I remember, you know, just... This was just recently. Ricky and I were in the car. We're driving someplace with all the kids. And Ricky and I were getting into it over something. Who cares what? I don't even remember. Something silly. But we were getting into it and going back and forth and talking, trying to express our opinions. I guess thinking one person was smarter than the other. I don't know what we were doing. But anyway, 
And so we were going back and forth and our voices were kind of getting louder. And I was like, no, Ricky, I'm trying to say this. And Agnes is in the back seat and she just yells from the back seat. She goes, guys, guys, calm down, take a deep breath and count to 10. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yes. Honest to God. Oh, honest to God. And I was, and what? Ricky and I stop immediately and we're like, and so she made us do that. We had to do this huge, big breath in and out. And then we both had together count to 10 for our three-year-old daughter in the background who was basically saying, listen, it's getting a little heated. Maybe you need to take a time out. And I'm like, oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. And that's exactly what I tell her when she gets really worked up. I said, let's take a deep breath and let's count to 10. And so she's now saying this to us and teaching us a little bit almost how to argue better. And I'm like, wow, well, we just got schooled by a three-year-old. So, oh my gosh, you know, that's like the fun part about them getting older. Like as they get older, obviously their wills get stronger. So they throw more tantrums and you know, that whole part is tough, but then getting older, it's also so cool because yeah, they start being able to, to talk and express what they're saying. They're singing. And so like, I love that. I'm excited for like Abby as she, like she continues to get older. Cause she's already, it's already so adorable. Like to hear her singing, like she'll wake up. Like I came into her, like her room and she's like jingle bells i'm like why are you seeing jingle bells like what the heck it's not even you were like one years old last time it was christmas <laughs> just like she'll be singing in her crib twinkle twinkle star. today she was on the piano banging on the piano singing a b c d it was hilarious so i love it again with like the stronger wills and the temper tantrums also come these like developmental things that are just so awesome and it's so fun to watch them get older you know? It is. And it's, you know, and I think, you know, just going back to like that sense of motherhood we're talking about and this gift of children, this gift of being a mom. I mean, what a blessing it is, right, Jackie? I mean, it's incredibly important, but it's such a gift. It's such a blessing. And blessings, children are blessings and they definitely don't take, but they just give. And if anything, my kids have, they've taken away my pride. They've taken away my false sense of beauty. They've taken away my shallow understanding of God's love and God's mercy. And they've helped me reach something a little bit deeper. Day by day, they do that. And there's just something beautiful in that vocation of motherhood that we have the honor of being a mother to these souls that God's given us. And I remember being in Denver and a priest came up to me as I was holding Agnes after mass. And he said something to me that has absolutely profoundly changed my life as a mother. And he said to me, as I was holding Agnes in my arms and she was just a couple weeks old, he said, Leah, you are God to her. And I was like, what? And he goes, you are God to her. At this stage, she only knows you. She only knows your love. She only knows how you care for her. And this will be the foundation of how she will understand God when you tell her that God loves her and God will take care of her. Mm -hmm. And that yep. just, that for me, that just rocked me. I was like, if that's my responsibility of being a mother, being a parent to this child, like, yeah, there are those crazy, silly moments and these amazing things, but it's also a real responsibility and something we should take seriously in terms of developing our children and forming them so that they can know God, love God and serve God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just if I catch myself getting, you know, riled up or angry or whatever, it's yeah, it's the same thing. It's like this is you're teaching them how to love like you're teaching them. Yeah, what God is like. And so it's a tough thing. But so I try to be I was reading a uh, St. Zaley Martin and our little Zaley is named after St. Teresa Lisieux, her mom, St. Zaley and St. Zaley Martin. Like I was reading a book about her and how she was very strict, but she was also very fun. And her daughters loved her so much. They just, 
but they said she was strict and she wouldn't let like temper tantrum slide on, but she was so much fun that they, and I, I'm like, that's in a way, that's like how God is like, you know, we obviously, God has given us laws, but God loves us so much. And, and sometimes we can think his rules are strict, but we know it's because it's for our betterment, right? Like we know it's for mm-hmm. our holiness that, oh man, we can't do this and this and this. It's like, well, you know, it's because our pride, like he wants our pride to go away. You know, he wants our, yeah. it's like, it's for us to be holy. And so with Abby, like, even if I am strict with her sometimes, or I won't let her temper tantrums fly and she starts crying, I'll just be like, come here. Like, I love you. Like I'll, you know, I'll give her a hug. Or sometimes she has a meltdown and I look at her, I'm like, do you need a hug? Do you need a hug? Like I right. come, come here. I know you're just having a tough time. So I'm going to give me a hug. You know, I just want her to know. Sometimes we just need love. a hug. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes I just need a hug, Leah. <laughs> yeah, me too, Jackie. <laughs> so get true, some, though. I'll get, I'll get some alcohol. <laughs> I need, I need a large bottle of wine and a big hug. Oh, that's just motherhood. Okay, so our lives are crazy busy, and they're beautiful, and they're awesome, and they're busy. Like everybody else's life is busy. I get it. But so what do you do? Like, Jackie, I know you. I know you well enough to know that I know that you're a holy woman. I know that you're not perfect, but I know that you are constantly striving to love the Lord a little bit more every day. So that I know comes and stems from your prayer life. So I want to know from you, like practically, just walk me through your day. Like, what is your daily routine? What is your prayer life in your daily routine? Like, how does that look, generally speaking? Okay, yeah. First, I will say at every stage of life, it's like, a refiguring out of a prayer life. Like when you're single, like when I was single, again, I went to, da- I've been going to daily mass since I was 18. When I was single, I would seriously go to a coffee shop and read spiritual books for hours. I read Pope John Paul's Theology of the Body in two months because I would go to a coffee shop every day for five, like hours and read like five people talk. So I would go to adoration. I had a lot of time on my hands. When you get married, it's like you're refiguring <laughs> out how to pray with your spouse. But as a mom, it's a tough struggle. Now I will say, Daily mass is like a bedrock for me. And I will say traveling kind of messes up our schedule. So sometimes like the kids will sleep in a little bit late. So we miss mass. But for me, daily mass is like having two little monkeys running around me is a tough thing. But and sometimes I can't always hear the readings and but receiving Jesus in the Eucharist like that. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for daily mass. If my kids are napping at the same time, I'll try to pull out like a spiritual book or scripture and read. So but I'm like, I need advice, Leah, because I feel like as a mom, I haven't figured it out yet. Like, and I'm just trying to pray throughout the day and trying to take Mother Teresa's words to heart because Mother Teresa said, like, she said, listen, to pray, you don't always need to be on your knees. Like you, every single thing should be a prayer, like folding clothes. You know, you can say a prayer while folding clothes. You can say Hail Mary. And so there've been times that I'm breastfeeding or like trying to get the baby to sleep that I'll just start praying a rosary. And obviously we pray with Abby and the kids before we go to bed and Bobby and I pray, but it's, I would say that one of the toughest parts for me is the lack of silence and the lack of, and that's where my songwriting used to come from, used to, keyword. Um, <laughs> I used to write a lot of songs because I had a lot of silence and I had a lot of like downtime because I, you know, when I'm not traveling and stuff, but now I don't have that. So I need to figure it out. And every time I go to confession, I'm always like, Father, do you know any moms who could tell me what they do? Because I need to figure out how to pray again. Like I, I feel like my prayer life is a mess. And I feel like I don't have silence. So if you can give me any advice, Leah, like, I feel like sometimes I'm just like, Lord, forgive me for the lack of time. I like 
spent with you today. You know, like even if I go to daily mass, I feel like I sometimes I'm just hanging on by a thread. Yeah. And that thread is, I don't know. I mean, I feel the same way at the same time. I feel like that that thread though is that's the thread of Christ, man. And that's not going to break. It might be thin, but it won't break. And that's okay. I'm just like, Jesus, I need you. (laughs) If anything, I'm just like, Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord. And, and, that's such uh, an, and I think that's a prayer, but I agree. I mean, for me, daily mass, you know, when I was single and then even when I was married without kids, that was a staple. And now it's just very irregular because of a few right, things. Right. I've got three kids that are just insanely close in age. And I've got, it, it, there's just a lot of reasons. I mean, recently, one of the times when I went to mass on Sunday, I mean, I'm not talking about Sunday mass, I'm talking about daily mass, but a recent Sunday mass. I took my three kids by myself because Ricky was working. He's a firefighter. And so he was out there at, you know, at the fire station. So I took the kids to the mass by myself. And Agnes is, we're potty training Agnes. And Agnes, at the end of the mass, we were in the back of the church at this point because, well, we just needed to be back there. And she comes up to me. She like had walked off really quickly. And then she came right back and she goes, Mom, I go, yes. And she goes, it happened. I go, what, Agnes? What happened, honey? Oh, no. And she's oh, like, no. she goes, mom, I want to show you. And she took me right back to the back corner where all the canned goods are for the St. Vincent de Paul Society. And she showed me this huge puddle of pee where she just popped right down there <gasps> and just peed in the <gasps> church. And I'm like, oh, God, this is this is a moment of humility. This is a moment I'm like, why me? And so then mass starts to let out and I'm in the back corner and everybody's walking by me. I'm on my hands and knees. I've got Violet strapped to me. Ambrose I'm trying to hold on to because he's crazy and trying to run around. Agnes standing next to me telling me over and over, mom, my panties are wet. I got pee pee in my panties. And I've got like, I got these wipes trying to wipe up the urine on the floor. So that was Sunday mass for me. Oh my gosh. I can't. These are just those moments where I'm just like, Okay, God, I'm just going to focus on doing the best job I can wiping up pee in your church. That's my prayer. <laughs> I'm just going to try to wipe up this pee the best I can. So these poor, and I feel so bad now, whoever's going to receive these, you know, cans of food, hopefully there's no like, oh urinal, they're going to clean. I was like wiping them off too, making sure that, you know, the people who receive this food in need aren't going to get like urine smelling, you know, canned soup. I was just humiliated. I mean, I was unbelievably humiliated. And of course, the priest is coming up to me saying, Leah, are you okay? And I'm like, well, Father, I don't know how to tell you what just happened right now, but I'm trying to clean it up as best I can. And so it was just embarrassing. He ended up helping me clean it up. And I felt so bad because he was cleaning up my child's urine. But so my prayer life is just taking it day by day. And it's always a recalibration. I know there are three things that like three little prayers that I always do. And those are, I always say a morning offering as soon as I wake up because I have no idea what the day's going to hold, like my child peeing in the church. And so because (laughs) of that, I just want to offer up everything. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to offer up my day, my sorrows, my joys, anything, even I give you my to-do list and just, I offer it up, you know, to you, Lord. And so to do something good with it. And then I, I set an alarm on my phone at noon to pray the Angelus and then at three o'clock to have some time of reflection to reflect on the passion of the Lord. And if I can get in a Divine Mercy Chaplet, great. But if not, I give myself a few moments and I try to find a crucifix and just kiss it or just pray. And I just thank the Lord for his sacrifice and for the life 
the eternal life that he's ushered in for us, for our salvation. So those are some small things I do just to try to make it, you know, through the day. And some days are great. Some days I'm like, I'm able to do all that and get in my rosary. And other days I start the rosary and then it never finished. And at the end of the day, I'm just saying, Lord, you know, I tried my best and I just need you to close the gap on all the things that I missed and help me try harder the next day. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's like every day is a recalibration. It's like, <laughs> it's just trying to figure out, oh yeah, I, exactly what you said. It's like trying to figure out, okay, like how can, and again, knowing that like God's love for us isn't dependent on what we do, right? Like Praise we're not God. earning God's love. Like God loves us as much as he does today as he ever will. Like even if we become the holiest of saints, like he I think that's like so good for me to just remember like, Jack, you can't earn God's love by more rosaries, more divine mercy chaplets, more things. Those are beautiful and those are amazing and good, but he still loves you today, even if your kids sleep in and you sleep in past daily mass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Amen. Like to remember that. That is so fantastic. Oh. I'm glad you said that because that's something good that I need to hear. And hopefully I know that other listeners will love it too, But but you're right. Like we don't we're not doing all these things here on earth to earn his love. He's not like handing it out as breadcrumbs with Hansel and Gretel. Like God's love is infinite and it's already there and it's done. He loves us so much. And so those beautiful devotions help us become more Christ-like and help us deepen our love and appreciation and, and understanding of the attributes of God. But they're not stepping stones into having God love us a little bit more. Yeah. And I think what you just said reminded me of something like, it's not that God doesn't love us and that he doesn't remember us. I think the whole point of like prayers that we remember him, we're remembering because as human beings, we have spiritual amnesia, right? Like we're always forgetting God, like what we're made for. We're always forgetting who we are, like that we're God's children. And so I think that's why, you know, St. Paul says, pray without ceasing. Like everything we're doing should be a prayer. Every word, every action, you know, every, every dirty diaper. Yeah, every dirty diaper. And so even if, yeah, everything is just like, and I feel like to me, that's kind of what my prayer has somewhat been is like, all right, Lord, just in throughout the day, just thanking him, like, thank you for these kids. Like, thank you for this beautiful day. Just, just trying to remember God and remember that this, you know, this life is not the end. Like we're made for heaven. And, you know, hopefully like if this day is my last, like I did my best and I, you know, remembered God throughout the day and remembered his love. So. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Jackie, you really are, I know you're a role model to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, just because you're amazing and beautiful and you share God's love so wonderfully to so many people, but you're also a role model to me and and how to be a loving and kind woman and a kind mother and and a good wife. And, you know, I know we get so busy and, and I just wanted to make sure that I had the time to tell you that, that I'm just so thankful that you are here, that you exist, that you do such good work for the Lord. And that you love your husband so much. You love your children so much because you really do make this world better just by being in it. Oh, thank you. And I I would say the same to you. Thank you for your witness. You know, it's just it's sometimes as speakers like, you know, like among speakers and worship leaders, there's always like this kind of competition. And I someone said to me, and I will say this with you as well, like every instead of having this like competitiveness amongst women or speakers, worship leaders, my thought is like every victory of mine is a victory of yours. And every victory of yours is also a victory of mine for the kingdom. So I can't be everywhere all the time. And so I'm so happy to know that if I am in on the West Coast preaching the good news, 
that you are in the Midwest or on the East Coast preaching the good news. And we're doing this together, like we're a team. And, and so that's like, I love thinking of that that way. Because I know like people can get jealous of like, oh, well, that person's traveling here this week. And that person's like, but I just want you to know, like, every victory of yours and every victory of mine, like they're, they're victories for the kingdom together. That's um, right. So we, we share I'm so in that happy work. to know you. Yeah, I'm so happy to know you and know that you are changing lives as you are traveling. And yeah, like you're reaching people I can't reach. And yeah, so I'm very, I'm very happy to know you and, and proud of you. And I know I can't even imagine how hard it is to have three under three. So I, you know, and I, you are like you, I look to you because you're one of the first women speakers I know that is, we're kind of doing the same thing and you're paving the way for me. So we're doing it together. And as you said, we, yeah. you know, we do it for the kingdom of God and for his glory. And it's so beautiful. I love the fact that you just said that that was, you know, a beautiful tie in to just the beauty of motherhood and the beauty of being a woman and is about that solidarity and that sisterhood and knowing that we have a lot to contribute to this world. And we can do it in the, in a shared sense. Our mission is a shared mission with Christ. And he has called us, each one of us, to do the good work that he has specifically called each person to do, but it's shared within within the church and within the body of Christ. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. And praise be to God for the work that he's given us to do. And we just pray that we can do it more faithfully every single day and for his glory alone. I am just so thankful that we were able to talk to about motherhood and just the beauty of it and just the truth of it, the struggle and the beauty and the vocation, everything within it. And hopefully, you know, if you're out there and if you're a mother as well, that we've given you a little bit of encouragement or just some solidarity in our crazy stories of our kids. And if your kid have peace in the church, then just so you know, man, I'm with you. <laughs> I'll come back to you in a year and let you know if my kid pees in the church as well. We'll see. It just might be, you're a year ahead of me. And so you have a year more of hilarious stories and being, you know, my kid doesn't potty train. So she's still got the diaper. You're still safe. So. You're still safe. Well, I'm still, I'm whenever it happens, zone. we'll have to start a support group and we'll all get together and tell our pee stories of all the different places our children have peed that has not been in a toilet. Although so. I will say, I, I will say when Bobby finally joined the vomit club, cause I got thrown up both of my children had thrown up on me and he had still not gotten thrown up on. So when he finally joined the club, it was fantastic. <laughs> it kind of makes you feel good. You're like, yeah, you like that? You like it? Do, do you see how that ha happens? Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I only have those stories, but thankfully they were in the comfort of our own home. So with a bathtub, you know. God is good um, to we, you. God is very yeah. good to you. I'm telling you something. <laughs> so far, so far, Leah. Yes, I think he just shelters you. I'm telling you something. He's your God. You're like, I think you're like God's favorite girl, man. Sometimes I just shut it. Shut it. Don't. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. It's it's bound to happen someday on a plane of the vomit and the poop. And yeah, it maybe, so. may, maybe not. Or maybe he's just like, no, it's okay. I've got Leah for that, man. Don't worry. We'll just, no. we'll just throw yeah. some more vomit on her. It's totally cool. Totally fine. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll have to have another. We'll have to have you on again, and we'll just share complete stories of vomit and pee and all sorts of different things that can explode out of babies and what can happen with that. But <laughs> do something true. beautiful. The vomit, pee, and poop edition. <laughs> now, now listen. You're on to something, Jackie. I think that you are actually. So let's let's do that. But thank you so much for being on the podcast and and for sharing your the beautiful gift of your motherhood and your stories and your wisdom with us. And I'm going to just wrap up with. I found this quote, Jackie. I think you're going to like it too. But it's from Joseph Cardinal Menzeni. Hopefully I'm saying his last name right. But he has this affinity and this strong affection for motherhood. And 
He had said something so beautiful. So in the spirit of motherhood and talking what we're talking about tonight, we're going to share this with our listeners and you can just enjoy it hopefully as much as as much as I do. But he says that the most important person on earth is a mother. She cannot claim the honor of having built Notre Dame Cathedral. She need not. She has built something more magnificent than any cathedral, a dwelling for an immortal soul, the tiny perfection of her baby's body. The angels have not been blessed with such a grace. They cannot share in God's creative miracle to bring new saints to heaven. Only a human mother can. Mothers are closer to God, the creator, than any other creature. God joins forces with mothers in performing this act of creation. What on God's good earth is more glorious than this, to be a mother? Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, yes. And especially, yeah, when you're pregnant, it's like you feel, well, if you're not like throwing up all the time, True. <laughs> you feel that, but I, which I thankfully I didn't have that, but I, yeah, it's like, you realize like there's a little being being knit in my womb right now. Like you're knitting, you know, like mm-hmm. God, God is knitting this little human being in your womb. And it's pretty amazing. It is. And it's such it. a blessing and it is, it's, it's a glorious vocation, one that should not be feared, but just to be in awe of. So for all mothers out there, we love you. We thank you for your gift to this world for raising little saints and teaching them to love God, to serve God, and to know Him. And Jackie, we thank you too. So thanks so much for listening to the Do Something Beautiful podcast, and we will see you soon. 